0: This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we
1: are going to talk about poor parents and prophecy. Mm. I, I want to point out that when you say the letter P in, in a recording... Without yeah. a windscreen or a microphone, uh, little uh sponge protector. thing, whatever yeah, protector, whatever whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh P is a very you know, it pops. Yeah. So when you say poor parents and prophecy.
2: Yeah, you need we, proper punctuation. We,
1: we are pushing the limits of proper podcasting today. <laughs> So there, wow. may be, there may be some listeners out there who are struggling with the amount of peas yeah, in this it. podcast, and we apologize. Yeah.
2: Oh, my gosh. Here we go. All right. Let's go back. Wow. To, let's recap where we've been. Yes. Uh, so before we get into this, because this is uh, going to be very insightful in the early years, uh, early days, and months of Jesus' life. But we picked up, uh, we're picking up from last week where Joseph left with his family based on a dream. Joseph, Jesus' father, obviously, uh, left uh, the land uh, of Israel, Bethlehem, and went to Egypt, if you remember yes, this. Yes. And we said the reason he was able to go to Egypt, they didn't have any money. So how did he get to Egypt? Do you remember? You say they sold the donkey. Well, I think they sold the donkey to make the offering. But <laughs> if, if they had a donkey. If they had a donkey, right. yeah. But how did they get to Egypt? How did they get to Egypt? I'm going to say horseback. Ooh, well, they Just sold the not gold, frankincense, and myrrh. <laughs> they, <laughs> and really? Go. Yeah, I think I think the gold, frankincense, and myrrh was God's sovereign way of providing for this poor family yeah. to get out of Israel okay. to Egypt while the killing of the firstborn sons was happening. What was, was the happening.
1: timetable on the killing of the firstborn sons? Okay, so
2: let's get the timetable. Because so, I was
1: going to say, how long did it take the wise men to arrive with the gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
2: Yeah, so the, the timeline is Jesus is born. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, you know, no room in the inn. And then Jesus is dedicated, okay, mm-hmm. so, or Jesus is gonna go to the temple, which we're gonna talk about today. Right. Jesus is dedicated. Uh, you have Simeon and Anna in the temple, mm-hmm. and then they go back and live in Bethlehem. That's okay. what they're going to do. They're okay. going to live in Bethlehem. The baby's too little to travel, so they can't travel yet, yeah. you know, a long distance to Nazareth. They stay in there. People assume Jesus is probably one or two by and the, the time man. the wise men come. Okay. The reason we get that is it doesn't use the word in Greek infant. Yeah, It uses the Greek word or the English word yeah. lad. When they walked in the yeah. house, they saw the lad. Two things. They're in a house at this point. Mm-hmm. They're not in a stable. And the boy's a lad. So we think Well, and I've always heard that when the, the they see
1: the star that's guiding them, that's a long journey.
2: Yeah, it's at least six months.
1: So at least six months for the journey, no matter what, what other option we want to throw out.
2: Yeah, e- e- easily. Yeah. Okay. Now... Yeah, yeah, because they saw, saw the star at his, ri- at his rising. Okay, so they come, and then after that, Herod now gets wind of this firstborn mm. son of God, and so that's when he orders the execution of the killing. Now, okay. here's what's crazy. Herod is going to order the execution. They we're getting ahead, but the reason he leaves, we may have said this last time, but the reason he leaves Jesus, Israel, to go to Egypt and then come out of Egypt back into the promised land mm-hmm. What Matthew is showing us is that this is the new Moses. Mm. Just like Moses left Egypt and came into the promised land, mm. Jesus, the new Moses, the, the true <laughs> Moses, is going to come out of Egypt into the promised land, yeah. and so we see those connections there. Wow. Okay, let's let's go back here, because I know we kind of got ahead, but let's right. go back to the circumcision of Jesus. Okay. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 2. All right. And in verse uh, Luke chapter two, we're going to go in verse 21, verse 21. And we want to read that. Yeah. Let's go ahead and read that. And I'm going to show you something interesting about how I've always said mm-hmm. Jesus's parents were poor. This is how okay. we know when the eight days were
1: completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived. And when the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses, were finished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. Yes. And to offer a sacrifice, according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair
2: of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Okay. So and that should that that last line should catch us off guard. Okay. So what happens is according to uh, Exodus uh, every, I think it's Exodus 34, 20, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. Okay. Now Jesus is the firstborn male, not only of God, he's the firstborn son of God, yeah. but he's the firstborn son of Mary and Joseph. Okay. Mm. So they're going to dedicate him to the Lord. Uh, they're going to circumcise him on what day on the, or they're going to, they're going to dedicate him on what day, eight days, the eighth day. Okay. Yes. Eight days. He was circumcised and dedicated to the Lord. Now notice this. It is at that point they called his name Jesus. Mm. I noticed that in my in my reading of the
1: Foundation's New Testament for okay. the first time ever, shockingly. Yeah, I thought, wow, there were seven days with no name.
2: Yeah, why? Why did they do that? Do you know?
1: Uh, I don't know why they did the seven days
2: other than tradition. I guess everybody did that. Yeah,
1: I don't know why they created that. Well, tradition.
2: I th- I think, and I've got to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure. It's they officially get the name and officially become part of the nation, the community, mm. after circumcision. Okay. Okay, so that's when they officially. So it's a formality. that's yeah. kind of form. He already knew the name. The angel gave him the right. name. Right. Okay. But they knew the name. And Jesus' name, uh, remember, in Hebrew, it's not Jesus. Uh, it's not Jesus. Um, it's Yeshua. Mm. Yeshua. Okay, so in Hebrew, it's Yeshua. Yeah. And Yeshua is the same word as Yoshua, which is Joshua. Joshua and Jesus hmm. are of the same basically the same names in Hebrew. Hmm. And Jesus Yeshua means what?
1: Jesus Yeshua
2: means I don't know, what does it mean? Salvation. Salvation. The very to say Emmanuel. Does that mean with salvation? salvation? No, Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. But, with us. but Yeshua means. is yeah. salvation. So when Jesus say today, when I think he says this to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house. Ooh. It's a cool play of <laughs> words. He has come to it. Yeah, you it's know. a cool play of words. Not only <laughs> are awesome. you going to be saved, but but the salvation industry's in your home because I'm here, you know, it's pretty interesting. That may
1: be enough for the podcast
2: right there. Yeah, well, we we just get started. Okay, so the law of Moses was finished, and then here's what it says. They're going to present him to the Lord, and it says, just as it is the custom, a pair of tur- turtle doves or two young pigeons. Mm-hmm. Now, for those who know the Old Testament, you know that is not the custom. Mm-hmm. That is the footnote. I don't recall any pigeons or turtle doves. Yeah, that wasn't what he expected. That was the footnote. Right. Okay, so let's go to Leviticus 5, okay. verse 11. Leviticus five eleven. Yep.
1: But if he cannot afford two turtle doves or two young pigeons, he may bring two quarts of fine flour as an offering for his sin. He must not put an olive or frankincense on it, for it is a sin offering. He is to bring it to the priest who will take a handful from it as a memorial portion and burn it on the altar along with the food
2: offerings to the Lord. Okay, I messed up. It's it's verse 7. Verse 7, okay. That's the concession for that. Let's go back to the original thing. The original concession. The original concession is this. If anyone cannot afford a lamb.
1: Okay. Verse 7. The flock, that's right. Then he may bring it to the Lord then he may bring the Lord two turtle doves or two young pigeons as penalty for guilt of his sin. One is a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. Okay.
2: So here's what God's saying. If you go back up in Leviticus chapter five, Mm. God's saying you need to bring a spotless ram or lamb, right? Okay. If you cannot bring a spotless ram or lamb, yeah, then the concession is bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now what you're going to see is a descending order of price. Mm. So a lamb is very expensive, and you remember yeah. in Jesus' day the corrupt priesthood, the Sadducees, yeah. were charging exorbitant amounts of uh, money for the lambs. Yeah, they would travel. I think we were talking about this. They would travel all the way from Nazareth with their lamb. Okay. They would get to the high priest or to get to the priesthood. They would inspect the lamb at the gates of the uh, uh, the, the uh, court mm-hmm. to, to the to the altar. And when the people would bring their lamb, the priest would look at it and say, okay, oh, I see a spot on his back ear. Not, yeah. That ain't going to work. What do you mean? We check this lamb thoroughly. Oh. Yeah, I know. But we're the final authority. Now, you can buy a, a lamb of our choosing, a temple lamb. Priced I'll, I'll, temple prices. Temple prices. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for four times the amount you could have raised it. Okay, so obviously they didn't have. They were in a rock and a hard place. Mm. Okay, so they go and they purchase two turtle doves and two young pigeons, mm. which is the cheaper version. Now you have to believe, this is the son of God. Mm. They're not offering any firstborn sons of the Lord. So yeah. you would think they would offer. They would sell the farm. Yeah, to make an offering to the Lord yes the best offering they can yes and yet what we have here is two dirtle doves and two pigeons which shows me and here's the reason I think Mary and Joseph i know this is going to catch you off guard but mm-hmm. this is the reason I think Mary and Joseph did not travel from Nazareth to Bethlehem on a donkey mm-hmm. and the reason is this is and and I I, I fact checked this when I went to Israel with our tour guide two years, but he said because they didn't have any money. But I find I I can deduce the reason the reason we know that is because if they would have had a donkey, Mm -hmm. they would have sold the donkey Mm -hmm. to buy a lamb in order to make an offering to God, but they didn't. So we see this exception to the rule. So they were poor. They were they, they didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. And yet this is the family God sends his son to be born into. And that's so encouraging to us. Yeah. Aren't you grateful that Jesus didn't come into the courts of men? Jesus wasn't born in a highfalutin, rich family. Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't born, although he is a king, but he, didn't, he wasn't born to kingly parents or pharaohs or mm-hmm. leaders of the world because we could say, well, that's good. I mean, he had a silver spoon, we, do, we don't. Yeah. Jesus was born to lower-class, uh, poor, peasant parents. Hmm. Well, if and, we come back from the break, we need know, to elaborate on that as we talk about poor parents
1: and prophecy. And I also came up with a new saying while you were talking that i think it's going to be it's Ooh. going to be uh normalized and used often by the replicate community let's see.
0: as you lead your disciple making movement the replicate network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive each month you'll get frameworks a Q&A time with robbie Galaty and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back talking about poor
1: parents and prophecy. Uh, we talked about the turtle doves and the two pigeons, and you you use the statement "between a rock and a hard place." Mm. And I was thinking of the three options, and I was thinking about "between a ram and two quarts of flour." Ooh! <laughs> between the best offering and the bottom of the barrel offering. Ooh, yeah. You have the middle of the road offering. <laughs> That's good. You got because the two
2: bet- quarts of flour is like the concession to <laughs> you the concession. Caught
1: between a ram and two quarts of flour. That's good.
2: That's good. That is good, actually, right there. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we see they're poor parents, uh, yes. but although they're poor in wealth, they're rich in faith, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they're doing the right thing. So they come to the temple, and we're going to pick up the story. Verse 25, yes. we meet a man named Simeon. Simeon. Okay? There,
1: there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. And When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took
2: him up in his arms, praised God, and said now master. Okay. Now let's stop right here. Okay. So Simeon, I want you to notice in this passage, how many times when you're doing Bible study, you want to notice, uh, the repetition of words. Mm. So whenever you see a word repeated, you're starting to say, okay, this is something here. What word have we seen repeated in verse 25 in verse 26 and verse 27? Mm. I I'm looking at the word spirit. Yes. Holy spirit. Holy spirit. Is that interesting? It just shows yeah. us the Holy Spirit was on him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was led by the Holy Spirit. He was guided by the Spirit. Yes. He was spoken to by the Spirit. Wow. Okay? So it shows that this righteous and devout man actually was walking with the Lord and God was speaking to him. Mm. Okay? So we have Simeon who's waiting, but the one that's more fascinating to me, and again, when Simeon speaks, we don't have time to do it, yeah. but he is constantly quoting Scripture. Mm. That's what he's doing. The, the The one I think is fascinating to me is Anna. Okay? Mm married for 7 years. Yeah. and widowed for how many years?
1: Widowed for 80
2: uh, 84 years. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a lot 84 of 84 years. Yes. And it says she was continually in the temple praising the Lord. Mm. Okay? Anna was waiting for the redemption of Israel and what she's going to show us is she's going to connect something. She's going to connect the redemption of Israel to the kingdom of God and the person of Christ, Ooh. okay? The, king, the, the, the kingdom of Israel to the- Person of God. Person of God. No, <laughs> what did I say? I can't say it again, because I, 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 I don't know I what may I have said. I that one That's up. all right, that's all right. But, but she connects it all for us, okay? Yes. So here's what I want you to do. Let's just read this last part, verse okay. 38, Okay. and I want you to see something. There was also a prophetess, Anna,
1: a daughter of Phanuel, mm-hmm. that's an interesting name, yep. of the tribe of Asher, she was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and was a was a widow for 84 years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Oh, that's so good. Okay, here's the thing. What are we going to say about her? We were going to talk about how she uh, made the connection between the nation of Israel and Jesus. Yeah.
2: I thought you were going to say something. No, that's exactly what we're going to do. Okay. Here's the cool thing about Anna. And let's just, let's just look at our own lives. Here's a woman who was widowed after being married seven years. Hmm. She could have been now, what most people would have done at that point is let me go fill the void. Let me go find a man. Let yeah. me go re- find another. Let me get married and have kids. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But she decides, obviously, the Lord led her in this. She decides, I'm going to spend the remainder of my life, mm. 84 years to be exact, in the temple courts. Watch what it says she's doing, day and night, fasting and praying mm. for the coming of Jesus. Wow. Now, I don't know about you, Chris, but. I don't like to wait for things normally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you like to wait for things? No. Okay. Like, like when a new game comes out yeah. or a new iPhone comes out... Why do you have to wait? Why yeah, or would you anything. Wait? I don't know. That's probably the bad. That's probably, yeah, you, you hate to wait. A vacations yeah. on the calendar. Right. When you a, order food at a
1: restaurant and it takes more than five minutes, you're like, what's going on back there? Yeah, right. What are they doing back <laughs> yeah. there? What is wrong with this
2: place? <laughs> uh, but, but the thing is, think about COVID. We've been, how many people have planned trips mm-hmm. and then you get close to it. You're like, no, that's not going to go. So you move yeah. it back. And you're like, no, like I, off, a schools. perfect example is Greece. We plan Greece with yes, our poor church members. Right. We were supposed to a Greece rivers. trip with some of our church folks. And you're, you're and going to, you're going to, Melissa. My son, you, Peyton, is planning on going.
1: Yeah. Um, and we waited a long time.
2: Well, the funny <laughs> thing, thank God, we cu- We were actually flying out the yeah. week before the national shutdown We got in pushback.
1: We were like, you don't need to cancel. We're going to be okay.
2: Yeah, we had people literally saying, I'm gone. <laughs> I was like, no, we may <laughs> want to wait. we need to hold off. So we pushed that back to the fall. Then we pushed it back to March, which is March March, of this year. Two months from now. Then we just pushed it back to October. That's right. We're hoping
1: for not another pushback.
2: I hope not either. (laughs) But the thing is, imagine that's just a year and a half, okay? Sure. This woman waited 84 years. That's a long time. She's, yes, yes. (laughs) And what what it just reminds me of is how many times many of us would have given up. How many times many of us would have thrown in the towel? How many times many of us would have said, Nah it's way too long? And it just reminds me some sometimes mm-hmm. you don't see a breakthrough in life yeah. early on. It takes prevailing and travailing, mm-hmm. pressing into God through prayer and seeking Him and really just depending upon Him and saying, God, I'm not gonna yeah. leave until you move. And
1: I would say most of us give up year eighty three. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've given you eighty three years. I know. Like, what why? Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to do it in 83 years, you're probably not going to do it. And then 84th year hits. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know.
2: (laughs) So I just want to encourage you, whatever you're praying for right now, whatever Mm -hmm. you're seeking the Lord for, don't give up. Remember, God's not bound by time. Mm -hmm. So we look chronologically at at things, but God's not bound by time. Um, I will say this, though. Here's the question we're going to close with, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Why in the world? This seems very odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. Why in the world do you have Jesus's parents? Okay, like up to this point, what you you have is uh, you have the shepherds in the field. Mm -hmm. Then we go to the circumcision of Jesus. Then we go uh, to Jesus in his father's house. And in between, Mm -hmm. think about this, you have a woman and you have a man. Yeah. Both been waiting, both of them, Mm -hmm. waiting for the coming Messiah, connecting the kingdom. I said I was going to connect the kingdom. It's Isaiah 52, Mm 9. Both of them are connecting the redemption of Israel with the person uh, of the Messiah. So we have this connection here. Uh, They are awaiting the return of of, of God through Mm -hmm. his son. Okay, Mm -hmm. so we have the connection, Isaiah 52, verse 9. But the question is, why are both of them here? Have you ever thought about that? Like, why Mm -hmm. these two people and why here? Why two is the question. Yeah. I don't, I've not thought about that. Okay.
1: That, that's so uh, random that I've literally not even thought about it.
2: Well, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And I think <laughs> it's it is fascinating.
1: Even, I'm just saying it hasn't even occurred to me to think about it.
2: i tell you what's even more fascinating. And, and again, in today's culture, thank God, it's not a big deal. But back then it would have been Yeah, a woman. Hmm. Anna was a woman. That's right. That God used to testify. Now, what's cool about our God is if you're a woman listening, uh, uh, you need to be very encouraged because Jesus was the one who broke down all the barriers, Mm. all the separation Mm -hmm. between all the different parties and men and and sex and groups, you know, S-E-C-T-S, sex and groups. So Jesus broke down all the barriers. Right. What's cool is you see repeatedly in the Mm -hmm. ministry of Jesus that the first person there normally is a woman. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you a couple examples. There's a case to be made, and I'm not going to make the case now because this is a long case. But maybe in the future, there's a case for another
1: another episode for another day. There's a
2: case to be made that the shepherds in the field who saw the angels were actually women. Hmm. Okay, Hmm. I know this. You see, you weren't prepared. I I saw the face on that one. Yeah, that that you were moving along (laughs) just normally, and then I threw that out, and the face popped up. Yeah, well, but it's it's in the word shepherd. Right, (laughs) shepherd. Shepherd, yeah. See, there you go. It's right in the word. We miss it. No. Uh, 90% of shepherds, you ready for this? 90% of the shepherds in the first century Mm -hmm. were women, young girls. I
1: think you mentioned young girls, to be exact. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So now we don't know for sure if that's women uh, in the temple shepherds, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it could be. So you have women potentially at the birth of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You have a woman here at the uh, circumcision of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You have a woman at the temple when Jesus, uh, or at the um, cross when Jesus dies. That's right. You have a woman at the tomb when right. Jesus is buried yep. and risen. I mean, you just see this all through. Right. You have a woman who's the first convert on the, on the uh, gospel going to the west with mm-hmm. Lydia when, when the gospel hits Philippi. So you have all these yeah. examples. But why a woman and a man saying this is the Messiah? Here's the mm-hmm. reason I think why. The Bible speaks consistently about the need of two witnesses to confirm something. Mm. It's always based on the witness of two or three witnesses. Remember when Jesus said, you need to know where two or three are gathered, I'll be Mm. in your midst. Well, Mm -hmm. that's part of church discipline. But more than that, Jesus is saying the two or three will confirm something. Mm. I think the reason we have these two just kind of planted right in the middle of, Mm -hmm. of our narrative yeah is because God is saying, I'm using the testimony of a widow woman, Mm. I'm using the testimony of a man in the temple, Mm. and both of them are confirming that this Mm. is the Messiah. That's good, a wide spectrum of confirmation. Uh,
1: really, really good. Well, as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, text a friend right now, the link and say, Hey, check this out. If you enjoyed, you can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five star rating. We would appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Uh, can't wait till next time. And until then, bye bye
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.